Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The biggest story in rugby league over the past 72 hours has been Trent Barrett. Bye-bye. Thanks for coming. Pulled the pin after another loss against the Newcastle Knights in the Magic Round. Two and four. They're at the bottom of the table. They'd bought what many people thought was pretty well in the off-season, but it hasn't transpired into results. One man that won a championship with the Dogs when they were the Dogs of War, when they were tough, was my good mate Daryl Halligan. Hey, Chucky, how are you, bud? Hey, how are you, my friend? Stephen MacGyver. You want to guess where I'm sitting, mate? I am uh, at Manly Beach in the uh, World Surf uh, Series is here, and I'm about to watch Billy Stearmond uh, in his heat. Maybe it's in an hour or so, and it's a beautiful day here, water about 20 degrees. So, um, yeah, should we talk surfing, or do you really want to talk about the Bulldogs? And I know wow. it is well, a hot th- topic, but, uh, yeah, so there's a couple other Kiwis here, too, uh, a couple of other Kiwis, uh, Kehu Kehu's here as well, and Paige will surf a little bit later in the, in the women's as well. So it's uh, quite a Kiwi atmosphere down here, Manly Beach, today. Oh, well, thanks for rubbing that in my face. I'm sitting at home wrapped up with COVID. How about that? I heard that, and, uh, and for all people with COVID, I know you shouldn't like, take take the mickey, but I, I, you wouldn't travel well with COVID, my friend. Uh, no, no, <laughs> you, you are You'll right. be having the shakes. You'll be having everything. I did last night, mate. I had the shakes last night, but I sweated it out. So, okay. Okay, I feel sorry. Let's feel sorry for me now. All righty. Uh, Trent Barrett, did you see this coming? I mean, they always say in the, in the papers, as Costa used to say, would say, paper talk, if the writing was on the wall. Was it? Um, yeah, probably yes is the answer. Um, and, you know, Phil Gould, uh, when he first came in, he wasn't going to make any immediate changes. He wanted to see the lay of the land and, and see how they were operating. But... Um, I guess at the end of the day, if you um, if you travel in the bottom half of the competition, and if you also travel in the bottom four of the competition in the NRL, then then nobody's safe. So, the the sad part about it, um, Stephen, is that um, I won't name names, but uh, and I'm actually going to Billmore in about an hour or so. We've got some kicking to do over there, um, but a couple of the players and the well-respected players at Canterbury and guys that have been there a long time, they tell me that Trent is the best coach that they've ever had. Um, so when you put that together, and he comes with you know really good attacking credentials, he's you know been at the uh, Penrith Panthers and whatnot, and of course it didn't quite work out from the Manly. But I just wonder if the recruitment is is more the key with the, the bottom teams of the competition. You know, if you haven't got the talent that the top teams have, then are you actually going to travel well in the competition? No, well, is my answer. Did, what did, so, what did I, you, I think he can coach, and he's a good fella. Yeah, well, well Steve Hansen, who I think is, is he still uh, on their on their 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 uh, pay as a performance sort of coach? Oh, I'm not too sure. Um, I don't know where that would have all got to. I mean, he was uh, Trent Borderman before Phil Gould took over, and and oh, he, he may and well um, might be. Um, and those people are fantastic to to bounce ideas off and. And Phil Guild has a lot of people around him that he talks to as well. He does 
doesn't come in, wave the stick, and then then move forward. You know what I mean? So, um, but the club's in a better place with Phil Gould uh, in charge. Wow. He has a real current. He has a real currency in this game. Um, you know, he, he's powerful at the right levels. Um, you know, he's, he sort of has phone numbers and, and what have you, people he speaks to, even even like Philandis and what have you, about the game and where it's structured. And you've got to remember, I mean, in this city in Sydney here, yeah, there's so many teams that are dog and dog. So um, Canterbury's in a better place for having Phil Gould involved, in my opinion. Does it upset you to see a team that has a proud history of which you were a part of uh, be at this place in the moment? Watching Braithen Astor on NRL 360, he said the one thing about being at the Dogs, and this was your era, I'm pretty sure, was that you would go in there and there was you know, no backward step. You would play as hard as you did in the first five minutes as you did in the last five minutes. And you, know, you had Billy Johnson beating the crap out of you. But it was a real no-nonsense environment. Oh, they always had tough trainers. Um, and, you know, there was a trainer before Billy Johnson called Gary Carden who was equally as tough as um, Billy was. Um, and, yeah, so not too many Canterbury teams got beaten in the last 15, 20 minutes of a match. Um, so they were fit. Um, uh, would you say the, the current mob of the Bulldogs, uh, where their fitness is at? I'm not too, too sure. There's that much technical detail these days that tell you, you know, what their heart rate to doing and what their speed is at yeah. this particular time over this and that. So, it, and the game has changed. Um, but yes, toughness was one it had to be in your DNA to uh, to play for Canterbury. Or put it this way, the majority of the players had to have that in them. We could have a couple of entertainers as well that might not be quite so so tough. But uh, yeah, so that that, that was char- uh, Canterbury characteristic, and, and, and it still should be. Um, and there's tough people there. Um, but they're in, a, they're in a world of pain at the moment. So they play the Tigers on Friday night. Um, I think in terms of their football, they struggled a little bit um, this year in terms of the halfback role. They had Cole Flanagan in and out of the side. They banked on a young kid called Jake Avarillo over the last couple of years to come through. He played a few games last year. He's sort of a centre um, winger, good speed, a good runner of the football. But they haven't really cemented that... Um, Halfback role, uh, Brandon Wakem sort of been in the mix as well, and now they've gone back to Kyle. Of course, they bought Matt Burton, who's a fantastic player, but you know some people say he's a five-eight, some people say he's a centre. So there's still you know a lot of work to be done in terms of those key positions in, in the team. Dusty's been in and out of form at the back, um, and the players I'm talking about all belong in the spine. So um, uh, if the spine of your team is um, unsettled, shall we say, to be nice. Um, then, boy, oh boy, it makes it difficult to, to play at, at, at top level in the NRL. Are you surprised they let Brett Naden go? Yeah, that was a surprise to me because um, I, I, I love his energy. He's actually a real buoyant sort of guy. Um, I, a bit of transitional now for, for Brent. I, I don't know the rationale behind it. Um, but every time I go to training, he rocks over and it's a bit of a race between the Fox and himself to come over and give you a high five and tell you a story or a joke or something. And he, he travels with really, really good energy. Um, so, yeah, I am surprised. Um, but uh, And he'll rock up uh, this week against the Tigers or at the Tigers and play against the Bulldogs. So a bit like what Cody Nicarima did last week, he'll leave the Warriors, go to South and play against his club. Uh, in a few days' time. So, uh, yeah, different uh, experience for people, I guess. We there'll, be a lot of player movement in the ne- there'll be a lot of player movement in the next month, Stephen, um, as clubs sort of reshuffle their, their rosters for next year. It's got to happen by the end of June. 
Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the contracts, particularly with like the Tevita Pangaju and there's the rumblings about Matt Burton as well. Is Shane Flanagan the sort of guy that would fit the the mould of a Bulldogs coach? Uh, Shane's name's always going to get um, tossed about, um, courtesy of his success, you know, and his, his time in the game. Um, I guess the, the real dilemma there is Kyle, his son, um, who I, I think, I don't know, don't quote me, I think he's up on contract this year. Um, so depending what happens with Kyle, uh, of course, we've got the Cleary situation at, at, at Penrith. Um, but with Nathan, he's a, he's a given walk-up start in any team in the competition, and, and Kyle's not. So that makes it a lot more difficult for the father-son uh, relationship in terms of the coaching world. So uh, I think that would actually go against um, Shane. Um, so he is currently list manager, um, even though he does a bit of work with uh, Fox at uh, St George. Um, but yeah, and 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 I think he he's already expressed his desire as soon as he's allowed to by the NRL after a stand down period um, to be head coach again. So um, yeah, so that that will come whether it'll come at the docks. Um, I'm not too sure. Have well, you got Paul Gould's number? You can give him a call. You want me to give you Gus's <laughs> number? <laughs> uh, the Warriors aren't doing much, are they? <laughs> Uh, a big, uh, big, big task for the Warriors now. Um, I don't want to put the um, sort of a downer on them or pa- paint the doom, but in the last seven rounds, Stephen, of this year's competition, the Warriors will play the Melbourne Storm once. They will play Penrith twice. They'll play Parramatta, and they'll also play the Cowboys, who are currently uh, sitting in third position. So of their last seven games, they play five of those against the top three teams of the competition. So if you're thinking about banking points at the end of the year, they better start hitting some red-hot form pretty soon. What's going wrong? Um, I'll tell you what's going right. I love their front row. I can't um, speak highly enough of um, Adam, uh, Matt Lodge, and and Bunty's having a ripper um, this year as well. Uh, I like um, the acquisition of Freddie Lussick, Freddie Lussett had not played one game of rugby league so far this year before he fronted up and gave 50 minutes last week for the Warriors. Um, of course, his older brother has played a bit, but he's a Northern Beaches boy. Actually looks like a surfer, Freddie. Um, but uh, he's sort of that, <laughs> Don't that, you're that all over that way? But, but he's, uh, but, yeah, but he's tough. So, um, and he'll be a good foil um, replacement. Um, he'll learn from Wade Egan. Um, Jazz has been going good. But uh, I, I sort of cast in the shadows. I, I really need. We really needed some of the outside backs to um, to give a little bit more this year. Um, I think both in attack and defence. And I, um, yeah, so that's that, that's my cut on it. Is that I think we need more from our back five, um, with the exclu- excluding Reese Walsh, who was outstanding on the weekend. And then this week, when I look at the team, I love the fact that Tahu's back in with um, Ewan Aitken comes in this week too. And if we had Joshy Curran, um, who's been good um, in the early rounds this year, that would be my pick for the back row. And we would start to have the team we really play some football off the back of the front row, as we talked about earlier. So, um, yeah, I know we can always paint, and we've got to be realistic where the Warriors are. So, they are, you know, like I say, I think we need more out of our outside backs and... Um, Okay, they're young, but uh, sorry, that doesn't cut it in the NRL. You've got to get in and, and get the get the mahi done, get the work done, so get going. Um, and uh, yeah, we we'll move from there. Is it time for a coaching change? Uh, Brownie can coach. Brownie, um, uh, Trent Barrett, all these guys, they can coach. Um, 
you know, th- th- those decisions, um, some of the owners, you know, and, and that will make those calls um, and whether they're getting the best out of, out, out of their players. But, um, yeah, Brownie can coach, don't worry about that, as can Trent Barrett. So, uh, you know, there's not a lot, like I say, sometimes the winning and losing of, or, or travelling well in this competition is actually about the talent and the haves and have-nots in various positions. Okay. Uh, what did you make of David Kittable going to be a defensive coach for the Argentina rugby team? <laughs> well, not the first time. We've got um, Anthony Seabold working with Eddie Jones up there with England, um, and they'll be back in Aussie shortly. Um, there's been quite a few. Jason Riles has been over in, the, in those positions. So the appeal of the uh, defensive positions for the rugby game, um, they, they love coming uh, to the league and, and getting the, the various techniques and then transitioning them over to, to rugby union and how they clamp and hold and wrestle and get back to their feet and end up on top and what have you. So probably get someone out of the MMA shortly to come over and do something <laughs> as well. But um, it's, a, it's, a good, it's, a, it's a good experience for, um, for Kitty as well. So um, he's travelling at a, at a club that's travelling well at the moment. And, um, yeah, no. You always want to grow yourself, Stephen. So if you go and find out something new and a different code, and then you might be in a better position to bring it back and you might get a better job. Just make sure you're travelling in teams that are at the top of the comp, is what I suggest. <laughs> <laughs> so Argentina, oh, I don't know. don't know how they'll go at the World Cup. So, yeah. Hey, um, talk to me about uh, turning up at 2 o'clock in the morning to uh, Dan Carter's kickathon. Ah, that was awesome. So, yeah, so I sort of wished Dan good luck for it in the afternoon and, and said, um, you know, I'll, I'll give you a call in a couple of days. So we kept it a pretty much a surprise. So it was, it was pretty tough in terms of, well, not tough in terms of the travel. Yeah, New Zealand looked after us really well, mate. I sat up the front where you normally sit. So um, we um, we flew in. I only got in about uh, 10 o'clock that night. Um, and a mate of mine picked me up. Um, we went and um, had a couple of hours sleep. And then I bolted down to uh, Eden Park about 4 o'clock in the morning and, and did a couple of hours with him, kicked a couple of goals, gave him a smile, um, had a bit of a chat, um, and I uh, met a couple other quite cool dudes as well. And then um, I had to jump on a plane and, and get to Brisbane and, and did the Warriors that afternoon. So when when you have a day or, uh, say, 48 hours like that, you actually really enjoy it, Stephen. And I know you do too, you know, I've worked and travelled with you before. And it's just fun, you know what I mean? It's sort of you're upbeat the whole time. You might catch a couple hours sleep here. You, you'll catch up on it later. Um, and, you know, everyone's really, really buoyant. There's not too much of a downside to, to, to any of that, you know what I mean? And then I... I did the Warriors that um, that afternoon in Brisbane and, um, and and flew home that night in Sydney. So, yeah, it was quite cool. More of oh, it, yeah, I say. Yeah, <laughs> well, you can do it. There you go. Oh, uh, but so by what, the way, I'm getting, suntan, I'm getting a suntan here watching these surfers as well, remember? Uh, Manly, so, what, so what, are you, what are you drinking now? How's your COVID? <laughs> so, so, oh, thank you. What are you, what are you, so what are you drinking now? Are you still this short black sort of thing or what? Or is this Americano? Uh, I'm just uh, uh, just a long black coffee for this one. Um, so, yeah, uh, I don't go on the milk too much. But anyway, maybe that's because I might uh, blow out. But, um, yeah, no, just a coffee. With occasional... Um, oh, sometimes I have a glass of red wine, Stephen, sometimes. Just please tell me you're not sitting there in your budgies. <laughs> no, I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's oh, always good... Would... She'd give me up, mate. I, I, I wouldn't have a wife if I sat here and budgie. Oh, seen maybe, this skinny maybe, body, maybe Linda would surprise you and go, "Hey, that's all right." It's not. A, it's not a good body to have in budgies either. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. Thanks for your time, mate. Uh, go well and enjoy the footy this weekend, mate. Get in behind the Warriors, everyone. We need you. 
For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.